Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show. We're the podcast that stays hot even as the weather gets colder. Emendy, your host here. And to the left of me, I got Brad Lee Miller. How you doing, my man? Oh. <laughs> you're running low. You're running low. All right. Hey, first man. things first. I got a lot, I got a lot of heat from my Andre Drummond take on him being the best rebounder of all time last week. I need to clear my name, all right? The stat that I was thinking of from the basketball reference uh, website is that his total rebounding percentage is 24.53% of all time, which is the all-time leader in the NBA and ABA, beating out Dennis Rodman. So just to, just to prove, statistically speaking, he is the best rebounder of all time. I need to get my, my name out of the dirt there. Brad, looking deep into the stats, I like it. I mean, it's, it's an opinion thing. I can see where you're going with that. Then you also know him, Coach James Ennis Lewis. What is up, my man? Man, it seems like you can do anything with numbers these days, right? Just make them <laughs> sound the right way. Based on percentage of his team being out there, when he's out there, 24%. <laughs> nah, salute. <laughs> And then joining us as well, a guest known from the Towson days, we got Andrew Nicholson Safari. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Sorry I had to use Andrew Nicholson, man. I mean, I feel like that's that, that's such a bad name to use, but it's the only Andrew I could think of right away. Hey, it's all good. It's all Bogut. Good. And, all right, Andrew DeClerc, that, that's a throwback name <laughs> for you NBA fans, too. But guys, we got a great show planned today. We're going to be diving into the Southeast Division and continuing with our general manager mode. Would you tank or rebuild? What about the current players and draft picks? After that, we'll go to our question of the week. What is your favorite sneaker of all time? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. But first, let's talk about some news and notes. News and notes. NBA now confirms a pre-Christmas start, actually starting the 22nd. It will be a 72-game regular season. The schedule is going to include a play-in tournament, likely no all-star game, and a two-week break midway through the season. So pretty quick turnaround we're seeing here. Drew, I want to start with you for this question. Who's going to benefit the most and who's going to benefit the least? And this could be players, teams, general managers. The floor is yours. Yeah, so I think um, who benefits the most, I would say the Golden State Warriors, the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're going to go into next year and be automatic contenders. They've uh, they're going to be two of the freshest teams. They're gonna they're going to be hyped to to be back in contention. So I'd say those are the two that that I think are making out the best. Um, two sleepers as well would be the Wizards and the Hawks. I think they're both going to be in playoff contention next year. So just have that that extra time to recuperate get your body right who 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 it messes up the most i mean the lakers the heat um you know i would say the clippers as well you know they're they're high on the you know time management and and making sure Kawhi is healthy so i i think those older veteran teams and and those teams that made deep playoff pushes i mean they're they're starting a little behind i don't i don't think it's going to be too big of a deal i mean these are these are top flight athletes um but yeah i mean we'll see it kind of sounds like you're going the people that have the advantage are the ones that played less games and the ones at the disadvantage are the ones that have played more and don't have that normal three month, you know, three and a half month break that we're used to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Brad, I, Brad, I want to go to you next. Who are you thinking? Who, who's who's feeling most lucky and who's who's sweating it out? No, I want to echo what Drew said um, pretty much exactly. Uh, I think the people that are hurt the most are the, the teams that have an older roster and the teams that just played the most recently, you know, the more miles you have on the body, the more, you know, rest time you actually need to get your body right and get fresh again. So, you know, the LeBron James of the world, I think he'd be benefited by taking another month or two off. So um, that hurts him, but you know, we'll see. I, I'm not too big on counting LeBron out, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and there's definitely going to be load management in some capacity. I think the two-week break is going to help, but I think you're going to see it earlier this season than previous people that played in the bubble in the playoffs that are going to need, you know, maybe a back-to-back day off or something like that. Coach Lewis, we're going to you next. 
All right, so I took a little bit of a different take on this, although um, I share thoughts with uh, both Brad and Andrew on this one. Um, I think that's wise that Atlanta, because they're young and they love the game of basketball, they might you might see a little growth there, and um, the Wizards as well. Um, John Wall, we'll get into later, uh, he's looking really good, and that time off is, is going to help him in the Wiz. Um, but my different take was uh, teams with continuity, to me, um, same head coach, same stars. And those are the teams that were actually there at the end of the playoffs. To me, um, it benefits them. They don't have to worry about chemistry. With the Lakers, you got AD and, and LeBron and Vogel. You don't have to worry about that. Heat with Spo, Jimmy, Tyler and crew, uh, Bucks with Bud and Giannis and Middleton. Um, they're pros. They'll be able to kind of rest themselves into um, playoff mode, get enough wins, and then when it's time to kick it in high gear, I see them doing it. Um, definitely Golden State. I mean, they're going to be back, and they're going to be ready for everybody, and they're full rest with with the clay and stuff. Um, the other thought here was uh, benefits is the money to the league. They're starting at an earlier time. They're starting December. They have that Christmas day that they bank on so much. Um, the players – from all indications, they wanted to do MLK. Um, but I think with uh, the escrow proposal of them just getting in their pocket pocketbooks and not making their full salaries, um, they ended up uh, agreeing with the league. And so, again, the mental health of the players is, is something that we want to focus on. Uh, just a quick turnaround. Hey, that you're here to do this one thing. And, you know, we don't care if you get, you know, six weeks off. It's, it's ready to go. And lastly, the rookies, the rookies, they don't get any summer league. And that's when I really take a look at these rookies. How can you bump when you're playing with two-year, three-year pros? So the rookies, uh, Ball, Wiseman, and Edwards, they need experience, and we all wanted to see them in summer league. So putting them out there, it's going to be difficult on the rookies. So I think the rookie point is interesting, and obviously this is a different sport, but for football there was no preseason, and we see – Three of the quarterbacks taken in the top 10, Joe Burrow, Tua, and Justin Herbert, have all done better than I think we've expected them to. Interesting of a transition to the NBA. I, I feel the same way as you guys. I think the teams that didn't play in the bubble are going to have a benefit because they're going to have fresher legs. 72 games, I mean, you're taking 10 off, so each one carries a little more importance for playoff seating and actually getting in. And for who benefits the least, I think it's going to be general managers that are kind of in that middle purgatory are you going to go all in or are you going to try and rebuild the team and trade some of your stars? And, you know, after that short turnaround and a smaller season, it's kind of hard to get a better grasp of where you are, um, assuming the trade deadline is, you know, halfway through the season. But I think we're all just happy that we're getting sports back and that we're not going to have another a hiatus, fingers crossed. General manager analysis mode. So same thing we're picking up from the other two weeks. We're going to have a rubric, and we're going to discuss for each team if they're in contention or rebuild, assessing their salary cap situations and big contracts on the books, and then their draft pick situation for 2021. And, you know, hopefully um, all GM's jobs are safe, but, guys, I'm, I'm just getting a notification, and it says Travis Schlenk of the Atlanta Hawks was fired for wearing socks and sandals. I did not know that was a fireable offense in 2020, but you learn something new every day. And they said, Eric, we heard that you have a nice sneaker game. Do you want to be GM? Well, certainly. I'm taking over for a team. 20 and 47, no playoffs, but they're exciting. Head coach Lloyd Pierce. I like him. We're keeping him. Big contracts. Traded for Clint Capella, who has three years left on his five-year 90 mil Extension he signed with the Rockets. Dwayne Dedman, two-year, 26.2. And in 2020, we have a first round in each, or a, for a pick in each round. And 2021, we have a pick in each round as well. So first direction we're going. We're building this thing up. We're signing Trey Young to the extension immediately. He is the future. You can win with a shooter like him, as we've seen with Steph. You need to build him around shooters. So that's what I'm doing first. Next thing I'm doing, I'm dialing up the Utah Jazz, and I'm trying to trade for Rudy Gobert. I'm going to offer Clint Capella, De or, uh, DeAndre Hunter, and a future first-round pick. 
The set the pick or the salary cap will almost match up. Rudy Gobert is in the last year of his deal with the Jazz at twenty six point two million. If it's true, what reports have come out and the relationship with him and Donovan Mitchell has been fractured, where it can't continue for another year. They're wanna, they're going to want to get some value for him instead of losing him for nothing. With Clint Capella, if you're the Jazz, you get a, a big that can do the pick and roll with Donovan Mitchell, who's on a friendly contract. DeAndre Hunter, who's showing some promise, and then of course a future pick. So with Atlanta, you're going to have Trey Young extended. You have John Collins and Rudy Gobert both playing at the final year of their contract. You pit them against each other. You show which one's the better fit for Trey Young, and you give the money to the one that you think you're going to build that solid core around. Get some more shooters, maybe J.J. Redick, but you have Cam Reddish. You have Kevin Herter. So that's what I think that you're going to do. Um, kind of kind of follow the Warriors model. Surround Trey with some shooters and people that are going to help make his game better because he's very exciting, and I think he can be the best player, but maybe not necessarily the best, but the, the one that has the ball in his hands most on a championship team. Crew, do you give me an A? Do I replace Travis Schlenk in the long term? I, I don't know if, if, if I'm Utah, if I'm giving up on Rudy just yet. I know he's been in trade speculations, and if I'm Atlanta, I'd do that in a second. I think that Capella deal at this point is uh, is a bad contract on the books. Uh, five years, $90 million to be paying a guy that is just a rim runner. I think that you can find those type of players at a lower cost. Um, I think they're eyeing uh, Brandon Ingram. I think they give him the max, and it puts the Pelicans in a tough situation where – hey, do we give uh, Brandon Ingram the contract? Does he fit Zion um, this way? But I think that he is a unrestricted free agent. So um, anybody can give him any type of money. And it's on the Pelicans to match that. I see that. And then I see him taking a hard look at Harrison Bogdanovich. If you can pull off uh, a Rudy, I think that that is a huge move that puts uh, Atlanta in um, playoff contention. Yeah, and I, I like Brandon Ingram as a player, but Trey Brandon Ingram is somebody that needs the ball in his hands. Trey Young averaged twenty nine point six and nine point three, uh, or twenty nine point six points per game and nine point three assists. So he's somebody that needs the ball in his hand a lot. I don't want Brandon Ingram to take it away from him. The only reason I bring up Gobert is because I think the secret is out that maybe him and Mitchell can't survive another year and. To be honest, Gobert says he wants to be more featured on offense, which I think Atlanta could do with him and Trey. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that transitions. But guys, I'm I'm getting another alert, and um, it looks like Andy Ellisberg of the Miami Heat. Now, I don't know if many of you guys knew that he was the general manager because Pat Riley is president, but says he got fired for chewing with his mouth open. I guess the Heat don't tolerate bad manners. And they have hired Andrew Seferi. Wow, Andrew, you guest star on a podcast, and you get a GM job the same weekend. Good things coming your way, my man. So you were taken over for a 44-29 and 29 team during the regular season, a four seed that lost to the Lakers in the finals, and two people made a really good bet on them to get there. Won't, won't name names. <laughs> Head coach is Eric Spolstra. The big contracts they got on the book. Jimmy Butler is in the second year of a four-year, $140 million deal. Andre Iguodala has two-year, 30 mil left. And Kelly Olynyk is making $12.2 million this year. So not too bad with the, dra- or with the salary cap situation. Draft picks this year, only a first. And next year, one of each. Safari, it seems like the Heat never tank. So you're going to be in contention, right? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um... – I think going along with what everyone is thinking, I, I think you hold tight this year. I think you see the young players develop. I think uh, Bam is going to take a huge step forward again. I think once he gets that that mid-range um, developed a little more, and, and you know, if you watch Heat games, he can hit the mid-range. It's, he just needs to, to be a little more confident, and I think that opens up the offense a lot. I mean, they defenses slack off of Bam a good amount. If he can hit that jump shot, it, it opens up it up a lot. I think hero is going to take another step forward. I mean, he, he was playing off the bench all year. I think it's going to be time to get him in the starting lineup somehow. Um, but I, I think the heat are positioned. Well, I think this year, you know, you go in, you go into the year with pretty much the same team. I think you, you go after Dragic, 
you sign Dragic, whatever he wants, he, he can have at this point. One-year deal, um, give him the money. I think you bring back Jay Crowder um, off the bench, though. I, I will say that. Uh, where, where I do think Miami needs to improve is that power, power forward position. I think Jay Crowder is is good. Um, I, I he struggled a little bit defensively, um, so I, I would love to see an upgrade at, at the four. Um, I, I would try and go after Jeremy Grant from the Nuggets. Pretty heavy. I, I think he's great defensively. Um, if you kind of watch those Heat games, Bam was our best defender on ball, which led to us not being able to protect the rim which really hurt us um, in, in some games. So I think you got to add another perimeter defender that can shoot, that can guard. Um, so I really like Jeremy Grant or even Marcus Morris. I would love to go after one of those two. Um, and, yes, yeah, a sneaky suggestion that I would love to see off the bench is, is signing Carmelo Anthony. Um, I, I think we could use another shot creator as like well. That. So I think Dragic, great hero, he takes a step forward. Um, but I would love to see one more shot creator off the bench. Um, so I would roll out next year um, with Jimmy Butler playing the point. I would put Tyler Hero at the two, Duncan Robinson at the three. I would insert Jeremy Grant, Marcus Morris at the four. Then you have Bam off the bench. You got Dragic, Iggy, Jay Crowder, Olenek. And then I think the, the last position we need to secure is a backup center. I like Olenek. Um, but I think he's more of a four. He can't really guard the, the fives. He's not a rim protector, not that great of a rebounder. Um, so I, I would love to see them go after Dwight Howard, Mason Plumley, someone like that. So I, I think, you know, with the Heat, everyone gets – anyone they sign, one-year deal. And and you go into this next year, you compete, you play well. It's going to be a lot more competitive going into this year with the Nets, the Wizards back, um, Golden State on the other side. And – yeah, I think you just position yourself to to try and get one of the big free agents in 2021. I think uh, Pat Riley is, is always going to go after the biggest fish. So, I mean, next year you got Giannis, Kawhi, Paul George, um, and at worst case, Victor Oladipo. So um, I, I feel confident. The one trade I, I want to kind of bring up to see what you guys think is, if I'm the Heat, I go after Oladipo this year and try and compete. I trade Kendrick Nunn. Maybe Kelly Olenek, first round pick. See if Indiana bites. Uh, it seems like Oladipo is going to be gone regardless. You bring in Oladipo, you test him out this year. If it doesn't work out, he's out next year. Or you know, you, if you can't get Giannis, you have him already on the team. So, so what do you guys think? So before before we get to that, I, I want to ask. Bam's going to get paid, whether it's by the Heat or by another team, and he's going to have to get paid soon. If you're the Heat, are you giving him whatever he wants? Because if you do, then you're locking a lot of that salary cap into him and Jimmy Butler. You might be able to get a third star, but you're limiting the assets that you can trade now, and you have to hope that somebody takes a pay cut to fit in with Jimmy Butler and Bam. I think Bam is the future. I think Bam was our best player this year. I think give him another year. Um, I'm going to say it right here, right now. He's going to be the best center in the league. I mean, there, there aren't many that can literally guard one through five. Literally. I'm saying I've seen him on Damian Lillard. I've seen him on all, all the top players. I've seen him play defense. He handles the ball. If he gets that jump shot down, I mean, it's, he's, he's invaluable. So I think, um, with the heat, I think the plan is you don't sign him this, this year to, to an extension. You go into next year, you see what free agent you can get, and then you can go over the cap space with with bird rights to re-sign your own player. So I think they have enough space to sign a max player and then use that luxury tax, pay that bill, and you keep BAM as well. And then you have Tyler Hero on a rookie deal. So that's nice. I think Dragic, if we give him a lot of money this year, Dragic comes back next year at a, at a cheaper price. So I, I think cap space will be fine. Um, Bam Bam isn't going anywhere. I mean, he's... He's a Heat player. Um, so, GM Safari, it sounds like Pat Riley has been grooming you very well under the one-year deals <laughs> and selling the Miami destination. I want to let Coach Lewis jump in here because I know he wanted to say something about that trade. Um, well, well, there was a lot. To, <laughs> there was a lot to unpack there. I think. It, I mean, if you could get uh, Oladipo for none in the first, I think you definitely roll that dice. Um, but uh, the. The whole give Drogic whatever he wants. 
I don't know. I wouldn't sign him long term. I think he's got health issues. We saw that he broke down. I mean, yes, he works perfectly as that playmaker one. I mean, he led the team in points per game in the playoffs. I mean, he definitely him getting inserted in the, in the starting lineup definitely sparked them to a whole different level of play. But I, I, you can't sign him long term, especially how Tyler Hero is. Uh, I think that uh, Brad brought this up last week and it blew my mind. But it's basically give up the farm and everything for Giannis if you got a, if you got a shot. And I, I think that uh, like. Shoot, I might even do that. The only thing that uh, would have me hesitant on that and things that maybe could work out is Bam and Giannis have the same agent. And we've seen with uh, the Lakers, with with, with AD and Braun and with the player empowerment, there might be something in the, in the works there. Adebayo seems like the guy that's going to try to make that relationship work for the better of his team. And you could get, even though he can get the max extensions on it's off your rookie contract, you get a lower number on that and you can make the contracts work as long as you keep Jimmy, uh, Tyler, Giannis, and, and Bam. I mean, that's thinking past this year. Uh, uh, Jeremy Grant, he's restricted. It would be hard to, to get him um, there. I say what he first said was stay the course, go with your team. You were just in the, in, in the finals, uh, play out again, and then see what fish you can, you can get up in the market at the end of this year. Yeah, so, I mean, I think to that- clarify, Dragic definitely 100% one-year deal. Give him that money now. Hopefully, you land a big free agent, and then he takes that pay cut. We've talked in previous shows about them dealing for Giannis. I mean, the team they had this year took the Lakers to six, and, I mean, it could have been more competitive, I think, in the beginning of that series. We saw that he kind of break down. Um, but they're, they're, they're a team that looks like on the incline, and, you know, Pat Riley is always making moves, and when he's grooming GMs like Safari, um, you can never roll anything out. But, guys, I'm, I'm getting another alert, and – Mitch Kupchak from the Charlotte Hornets was fired for wearing Under Armour shoes in the building. I guess uh, capitalist uh, Michael Jordan doesn't like people wearing competing brands. So they've hired Brad Kilgore to take over. He is inheriting a 23-42 and 42 team in the regular season. No playoffs. Head coach James Borrego, one of Popovich's puppets in that tree. Big contracts. Nicholas Batum making $27.1 million this year. Terry Rozier has $36 million left over the next two years. And Cody Zeller has $15.4 due this season. Draft picks. They have the third overall pick this year and two second round picks. And next year they have one of each. So not terrible contract situation. Decent amount of draft picks. General Manager Kilgore, how are we writing this ship? First step, not wearing Under Armour, right? Absolutely. Um, we're wearing Jordan Brand the whole way. But uh, Charlotte is a, Charlotte's a super interesting team this year because they have $28 million in cast space available, which always helps. Um, but they've been a bottom-of-the-barrel team for a long time. But I think they're finally starting to build something. So as you mentioned, they've got the third-round pick. I think Devontae Graham is untouchable. Uh, he should have won the most improved player, if you ask me. And he's only on a $1.6 million deal for the year. So they're eventually going to have to give him the max, uh, like Nola will eventually do to Brandon Ingram if he has another year like he just had. And uh, I think he's the guy you build around. So Miles Bridges is at the three, who is becoming a very solid player. And they want to turn him into an all-star. And P.J. Washington, who's a rebounding machine, uh, with some post moves at the four. So they've also got the Martin twins from Nevada for depth. So my problem with the roster is that Nick Batum isn't the same player he was from Portland, and he's no doubt going to opt, out, opt into his $27 million a year because he wouldn't get that on the market today. He's also, awful. Terry Rozier, he's terrible. What happened to him? He is awful. I, I truly don't know. Like, he doesn't have the shot he once had. He can't defend anymore. Like, he's just kind of I think wasted. To reference John from our football shows, I think the saying is, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. So he did a yeah. bunch of things decently. Um, so, you know, he's a good shooter, decent defender, decent rebounder. But as he got older, all of those skills kind of evaporated. I'd, I'd love to have him on the team for like, you know, a few million. But for 27, it's just it really handicaps the squad. So um, Terry Rogier is also cold-blooded, but he's I think he's just going to get in the way of Devontae Graham's uh, development because Graham can play the two, 
but they're both best utilized as point guards. Um, Malik Monk, he's a certified scorer, but his minutes aren't consistent. He's very ball dominant. So I want to move all three of those pieces. And I'm looking for a center to add to a core for Graham, Bridges, and Washington so they can grow together for a few years. They also need a bona fide two guard. So I got three three options. My least favorite option is that I could just leave the roster with open cap space, sign Joe Harris to a deal for 15 to 25 million to play the two, draft Wiseman with the third pick, and there's my starting lineup filled out. But I don't like James Wiseman, and there's a chance he may not be there at the three. So that's an easy way to bungle your offseason plan. Uh, so my second favorite option is to sign Christian Wood to a $15 million annual deal, start him at the five. He's a long athletic center who can block shots and hit threes, and he has a tendency to get in foul trouble when given extended minutes, which I don't love. But there's a reason he's expected to get $15 million a year because he's, he's cold. I like so that better than the word. first. All yeah, right. yeah. Let's hear the third. That's, that's, that's probably my favorite. That's one way to get a center. And then I ship Batum's $27 million a year in the number three pick to Detroit for Luke Kennard. Um, I like Kennard a lot. He's not a star, but he's a dependable sharpshooter at the two. And at 6'5", he's a long defender who can guard the perimeter. It doesn't really make them better, but because Luke makes $5 million a year and I shipped away Batum's $27 million, it opens up $22 million in cap. So that allows me to sign Graham to a max deal next year and still be in position to have cap space. Um, so and I think wait. Detroit accepts that deal because they're in a terrible roster position, probably the worst in the league. They only have one star in Blake Griffin who will want out. Um, and the rest of their roster is guys looking to get their value up and leave. All right. Um, so they have cap space so they can eat that. General cash. Manager Kilgore, I want to chime in real quick. The Charlotte Hornets would not pay Kemba Walker the max. And I think Kemba Walker meant more to the city, more star player, better better Kemba. overall score. I older. Yeah, but I, I think in terms of what it meant, what he meant to the city, he had that sentimental value that De, that Devontae Graham doesn't. I mean, Jordan doesn't hand out max extensions like that. He says, no, go yeah. get the bag elsewhere. He says, sentimental F them, value. Kid. He says, F them, kid. Exactly, exactly. Sentimental value is not going to get you the max deal. Devontae Graham's a 25-year-old who's eventually going to be an all-NBA caliber player. You got to give him the max. Um, He's he's much younger. Um, But I want to get to my favorite option. So this is uh, to send the number three pick and Batum to Cleveland for the best rebounder of all time, Andre Drummond. Uh, This fills a need at center in elite fashion. The salaries match and Cleveland needs Batum's contract because now they'd have uh, the number three and number five picks for this year for their rebuild. Um, they're taking a popcorn approach and just getting as many young assets as possible and hope one or two turns into a star. That's why they have Garland and Sexton, even though they both play the same position. And that leaves $26 million in cap space, which I'd use to sign Joe Harris for the two. Um, I wouldn't have cap room to sign Graham to a max deal next year, so I'd need to ship Terry Rozier eventually at the trade deadline to either to somebody who needs a scoring point guard or somebody who wants young talent and can eat $19 million. But having him come off the bench with a starting five of Graham, Harris, Bridges, Washington, and Drummond makes the playoffs in the East, which would be quite the come up for the Hornets over the past few years. So I really like having Drummond on that team. So you're okay shipping that third pick, Willie Nelly, dangling it out there for the fish. Who's biting? Absolutely. I, uh, if, I, if I was high on James Wiseman, which I'm not, like I think if you're going to draft a guy – in the top three, it should be because you're getting ready to build around them. And to me, they're going to build around Devontae Graham, number one. And number two, I think building around a center who doesn't shoot threes in this NBA is kind of – it's not a good way to, to compete with the Golden State Warriors of the world. And um, I think shipping that number three can get you a lot of value and you can save a lot of cap room. But Brad, he's the best rebounder of all time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You got to get Drummond on there. All, all, indi- all indications uh, show that they love Wiseman, and I think he he's a game changer for them at three. They, uh, you can make a case that this is the worst team in the league, and they are just begging for some star power. And 
I think you got you gotta you gotta keep on to that three pick. I mean, you, Devontae Graham's a star. Devontae <laughs> Graham is about the same height as me. It's so hard to give a player <laughs> like that a contract. Um, I definitely think that uh, contenders will look at Rozier and maybe you can get some, you can fleece them and maybe get some some picks out of out of him. They can actually play a little bit together because Rozier's just so, that solid of a, a defensive uh, guard. Um, I like PJ, but like he's just drafted really bad. I'm talking about Michael Jordan, of course, and he's overpaid. He overpaid uh, Rozier a little bit too much, and, and didn't give Kemba anything. Who really was your fan franchise guy? I don't know what how he's gonna mess this up anymore. Um, and it's Yo, so hard to talk about the greatest player of all time, but he is the he might be the worst owner. You know, I know that no, don't not, exist. Not there, exist. but his hands are all involved in that. He, he handpicks uh, this guy. What do you think James Wiseman's ceiling is? Because I think it's like John Collins. I, I would say well, John Collins was twenty and ten this year. I mean, I I, I think he's gonna a solid a big man with star potential and and really with his wingspan, he has a potential to be a a dominant defensive force. And he's he's fluid on offense. I like the way his shot looks. Lefty release. Uh, like I said, he's very long. I think he's. I think you would love for him to fall to you at three. I think they're going to be fighting with Golden State, whether Golden State really wants to get him at two. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And I think as the draft comes up, we'll figure out if teams trade out of their picks, if they're looking to tank or go all in, follow our advice or go against them. Real quick, I think um, I think the Hornets are in prime position with that number three pick, to be honest. I think the top three players are, are solid, solid contributors in their rookie year. And then I think there's a heavy fall off at three. But I think best case, you get Anthony Edwards to go alongside Devontae Graham. Um, worst case, you get LaMelo or, or Wiseman. So I, I like the Hornets. Um, they're some, I somewhat like their uh, chances, you know, with, with Devontae Graham and then adding this number three overall pick and then just seeing how, how it plays out. But- Interesting. This is a team that it seems like we're split on. I think I'm more with Coach where – you know, you're, we don't think that they're as close, but half half you guys are split and think that they have contention. But it'll be interesting to see as the draft comes. But guys, I, I'm getting another alert, and it, it's interesting. The Wizards have fired Tommy Shepard after one season, after they were with Ernie Grunfeld for 16. I don't know what Ted Leonsis is doing, but he said the reason is because Tommy Shepard shows Bulbasaur at the beginning of Pokemon. Well, everybody knows that Charizard or that Charmander or Squirtle are the way to go. Sorry that you didn't know that, Tommy Shepard. He's taken over, and by he, I mean General Manager Lewis is taken over for a twenty-five and forty-seven team that missed out on the playoffs. Head coach is Scott Brooks. Only two really big contracts on the books, but oh man, do they eat up that salary cap? John Wall in the second year of his four-year one hundred seventy-one million. Bradley Beal has three years left on his original five-year contract plus two-year extension. So he has three years at $100.4 million left. Draft pick situation, they have a 2020 first-rounder and one second. And then in the 2021, they have one of each. Thank God that Shepard didn't trade these picks away like Bernie Grunfeld did. So General Manager Lewis, many of us are Wizards fans. We're all jealous that you got the general manager position. How are you writing the ship for this uh, hungry, hungry franchise? All right. So it, it seemingly looks like uh, the Eastern Conference, we have seven playoff locks in the Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Nets, Raptors, Sixers, Pacers. The, yeah, there might be a sh- shakeup here, but it, it looks I like. That. I wouldn't say Pacers are. I would not say Pacers are, but continue. I don't know the last time they lo- they didn't get into the playoffs and they, they were turning yeah, three. A similar team. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a guarantee if they make moves based on their current roster position. I think they're they're a lock here. They were the four seed. Um, I think the Magic, Bulls, Wiz, Hawks, Pistons all fighting it out for that eight seed based on what they do this offseason. Um, and the last time the Wizards were in the playoff uh, contention and doing their thing, they embraced bully ball. So I'm trying to see the return of bully ball starring John Wall. John Wall, um, as a Wizards fan, we have a little bit more empathy for this guy. Um, he, he puts his heart and soul on the court. He's looking phenomenal in these workouts, and um, we're just begging for him to 
make some type of use out of this Supermax contract that he's due 41 mil this year, 44 the next year, and yes, 47 the year after that. Um, we're well, going to get a little bit of value out of that. We're, I mean, we're stuck. Like, we, like, there's nothing else that we can do just to pray that John Wall returns to all NBA form or at least an all-star form. Um, but Bradley Beal was the travesty of last year. He was left off the all-star team and all-NBA, being second in the league in points per game. He career high in assists in six. And with him and the ball in his hands, John's watching on the side. He does have a point guard brain, and he's not an idiot. He sees that this guy can get it done at the end of the shot clock. And hopefully, um, because of their brotherhood, their brothership, which is um, just completely outplayed that they don't get along, these guys are as close as they get as human beings. And I think it's going to show on the court. You've got to focus on Bertans, the key free agent. Um, if he's getting paid too much money, like I, I, we can't really compete. We got like 12 to 14 mil to play with. And you try to get him on a, maybe a, lo- a longer year deal where you can, you can spread that money out. Um, I definitely want to return him. Um, if you can't, then you're, you're taking a look at some of those restricted free agents like Jeremy Grant, um, Christian Wood, who's unrestricted. Maybe you give the money to him, but uh, again, he's another guy that people are looking at. You might not be able to compete. Uh, so you got you got to you got to really hit on number nine. You got to hit on number nine, and done. I would love a Gonquu, but if the if sources are saying he might even go to Golden State at two. So like it, it originally I looked at him at nine. I was like, oh, this is a guy. But I think the prize of the pick is O'Curl from uh, Auburn. He is a winner personified. He reminds me a little bit of Jimmy. Never lost a game in high school. He goes to Auburn, and they are powerhouse. They're top 10, top five team. Um, it's a shame we didn't get to see them in the tournament because it seems like that is that kid's time. He's not a great shooter yet, but he plays it. He, he, he looks like the best perimeter defender. The big man situation is something that you got to look at. You like Thomas Bryant. You like him on his, what, I think, three years he has remaining. Um, basically, they had nine mil each. Uh, I'd say take a flyer on Boogie. Take a flyer on Boogie Cousins, return him with John Wall. Um, all indications say that he's been a great locker room uh, guy for the last several seasons, um, going, going back to uh, Golden State. It seems like he's, he's matured a lot. And I think that Aaron Baines is a great fit with John. He's just a bruiser, a great screen setter. So uh, I would love to get Aaron Baines in a Wizards uniform. And, and Mello, I mean, I think anybody wants Mello. Let's take Mello. Besides, besides general managers, fans want Mello. The GMs don't. Everybody wants Mello. You have 37. I think you can get a guy 37, maybe a big like Azabuki or Turo, a guard like Pritchard, Haggins, or Quigley from uh, uh, Kentucky. But you're looking for more players. You don't have too many players on the roster, and you're looking for Rui to make a step. Uh, 13 and a half a game was impressive for a rookie. Uh, but you want to see him grow. It looked like people just figured out that spin move that he had. He got a nice little touch. He looks like he defends well, but you're looking for him to open up his bag offensively and be a little bit more creative in how he can score besides his bruising smaller defenders. So here's my thing with the Wizards. You're not going to trade John Wall's contract. That might be the worst contract out there in the NBA. And so you have to eat it. Um, and I, I think you have to decide, you know, are you going to go all in or are you going to trade deal? Because I think, you know, they want they want to try one more time, maybe Wall and Beal being healthy together. I think their chance of winning when they were together in their prime, when they had Cortat, Nene, Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, I think that was probably their best chance. Um, it will be interesting because Bradley Beal's name has been coming up a lot in free agency talk the past couple of years. And uh, I, I think, think it, Ted, I think Ted's going to give him one more year, year. He loves John like a son and and Brad the same way. Um, so Ted Leontis, I think that I know he's the owner, but I think that he might hold back at least to the deadline to see if like if they can get into the playoffs. But he accepts; he'll accept it. A, a, a playoff win, the eight seed, is a win for him. Brad, you're you're the Wiz fan. I want you to hop in real quick and give your thoughts. Do you keep Beal or do you try to trade him and get some value? Because keep in mind, early in his career, he had a stress condition in his leg where they thought his minutes would be limited. He's put in the most minutes over the past couple seasons of his career when that's not what he was supposed to be doing. Just a little side note. No, that's true. But, you know, I might be a little biased because I'm, you know, I've been a Wizards fan my whole life. But 
I think you got to roll with with Beal and Wall and see where it takes you when they're both healthy. They make the playoffs. That's just what they do in the East. And I think Beal is uh, technically he's not an all-star, but if you ask anybody that knows basketball, they'll tell you he's an all-star talent. John Wall, when he's healthy, uh, there's not many people that can run the break like him. And I think we can get a Wizards team that, you know, is in the top, you know, three in pace this year with, with Beal and Wall and just chucking up a bunch of threes. I pay Bertans whatever he wants. If it if we get in a bidding war and you gotta pay Bertans the max, pay him the max. I mean he's he's a guy that he can guard all the positions except for the one. Um he's tall, he's lanky, and in back to back years he's been the top six in three point percentage and he's gonna take eight to ten a game like I, he's the missing piece and i think you know they can really get an organic big three in the way that kind of the wizards had an organic big or the warriors had an organic big three and that they drafted all their people um i just really love what the wizards are doing if they can sign for times and i go for it i don't trade either one of them you guys well, are nice more one last thing on uh, on John Wall. I was hearing an interview with Tommy Shepard on ESPN uh, Night Eight this last week, and it, it said he says that he is the healthiest he's ever felt in his career, and that Yo, he's such a warrior. Have you seen Have you seen some of the um, his open run? Uh, I was sending it to E. Mindy. It's beautiful. I just remember it makes me remember how he plays the game, how he just dices yes. angles. It's so you guys, beautiful. You guys are much more optimistic than me, and maybe it goes with uh, how how owners should be with their general managers because guys, I'm just getting an alert and John Hammond of the magic was fired for making too many dad jokes. Well, I can see that that is not tolerated in the NBA workplace. And they said, Hey, Eric, you're not a dad, at least that we know of. Do you want to be GM? And by that? Sure. So I'm taking over for a team that was 33 and 40, eight seed. And and they lost in five to the bucks. To be honest, the highlight of their probably decade has been, beating the Bucks game one and thinking that they actually have a chance in the first round of the playoffs. Head coach is Steve Clifford. Big contracts. Vucevic is in the second year of a four-year 100 mil. Aaron Gordon has two-year 35 mil left. Evan Fournier making 17 mil this year. Terrence Ross, second year of a four-year 54 mil extension. And Markel Fultz making 12.3 mil this year. One pick in each of the rounds in 2020 and 2021. So... Wow, if that isn't the team in the middle, I don't know what is. First thing I'm doing, I'm sitting in my GM office. I put my feet up. I press the buzzer. I say, bring me Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford comes in. I say, plead to me why you should have a job. For me, Steve Clifford is the Mason-Dixon line of coaches, where there's going to be some that are going to be worse than him, but there's going to be some that's going to be better. As GM, I need to know his vision. Is he going to take us into an all-offensive team? Are we going to try and play defensively? So I'll, I'll let him hear his case out, and I'll decide his job security on a different day, depending on if I'm in a good or bad mood. Uh, what I'm doing with everybody, everybody's for sale. The, the peak of your season was beating the Bucks one game in the playoffs when they lost in the following round anyway. You have five people that are making more than $10 million a year. I think you can fight a suitor for Vucevic. I think maybe a team like the Lakers might want to pay for him. Maybe give up somebody like Kuzma to try to keep their championship window open. I think people would take Evan Fournier for one year because he's off the the books. Same with maybe Markel Fultz. I think Terrence Ross is going to be hard to trade. I think Aaron Gordon, same, because he's, he's developed his game, but he's a little bit more athletic. But I think if you're the Magic, you really have to try to go young and rebuild. I mean, they made it to the finals once. I believe in 2010 when they had Dwight Howard and that was them getting the number one pick and building around a superstar. I don't see any superstars on this team. And I think if you're not a big market, which Orlando isn't that you have to build through young players and the magic have always seemed to be content with, you know, taking foreign players or or trading back or signing people to be a six through eight seed. So I, I want to take this to general manager Safari as he is the other general manager for the team in the state of Florida. What would your approach be? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think 
I think you go rebuild. I think you try and get Aaron Gordon off. I don't love that fit um, with Vucevic at the center. I, there's not enough spacing. Um, so I think you, you try and get rid of Gordon, maybe get some sort of stretch four, maybe go after Bertans in, in free agency. But I think Markella is, is a decent point guard, but but I would agree 100%. Um, it's either you're competing for a championship or you're not, and, and they are not close. So might as well tear it up, start start getting some of those draft picks, and, and just hope you hit on someone. I mean, I do like Vucevic a lot. I think he's one of the more underrated players in, in the league, and I like Foltz I, I, to have a, a point guard that can push it, play defense, um, Fournier. Like, like, they got some nice pieces. It's just – they're they're not legit. So I mean, if if you want to be mediocre and just have a solid team, I, I guess that's what Orlando is. But um, if you really want to compete for a championship, yeah, you you tear it down. Um, oh, you know, and, and this I need to, I need to include this as well. I take away those red jerseys they have. They're ugly. The Magic are a cool color team, and we're keeping it that way. So before we go to our question of the week, Coach Lewis, you want to chime in? Yeah, real quick? yeah, I want to I want to chime in. First of all. Uh, it, it's a shame to see uh, Isaac down. I mean, he was playing out of his mind, especially on the defensive end. He was looking like one of the best defenders in the NBA. So, And that was just a travesty. It looked like they kind of got him back a little too early in the bubble since he was recovering from the knee injury, and then it just kind of led to something else. But that's a little mismanagement of, of, of injuries, kind of trying to just make a, a push to the playoffs. I'm selling on Markel Fultz. It took me – Whatever it is, four years to do this, but I I got to do it. I, he's not a starting caliber point guard, and it's sad to say because he's a local guy, the math of product, and I wish him the best, but I'm sold on him. You, you can't really do anything with that. I think what this team is a, the sneaky trade pick for the Warriors in the two in the two pick. Oh, I could see that. Given as you want the two pick, there's two options here. One is. Wiggins in a two for Vucevic in 15. Um, I would do that if I both teams. And yeah. the other one is Gordon in Fournier uh, for, for Wiggins in a two. And the way it works out with the contracts is you have 17.2 mil ex- exception, but that ends in November. And the, the Warriors, because of that, the trade exception they, get, they got um, for the Iggy thing, they have to use it or it's gone, and they don't mind paying a luxury tax. I mean, especially when you're going all in in a championship win situation. Um, and, it, I mean, he's 17.2 for one year. You, you, you ride it out. I mean, what, what are you going to get for him anyways for the Magic? Like, he's a player option. He's going to opt in most likely. Like, you're not going to get anything for him anyway. So, it's – I know Aaron Gordon's a great fit for uh, Golden State, and that's my, that's, that's my sneaky team for that two pick. And then – the Magic get a star going forward, whether it's 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 Lamelo, whether it's Edward, it's whatever they think is their guy in that position. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about Golden probably, State, yeah. and and okay, go ahead, Brad. Would you rather have Jonathan Isaac or James Wiseman? Wiseman, Wiseman, it, because of the injury. Otherwise, I, I'll yeah. say Isaac. I, I would go. I would go Wiseman as well, but. Achilles. I like Isaac. I, I think he's he's going to be a. I just think his his offensiveness is is limited. I I think um, Wiseman has that advantage as to where you can build what an offense. Uh, what is what is everybody basing that off of? Like he played I, one college game. I, I think his potential, his his ceiling. I don't. I think he's a freak athlete, and I think that you can always build around that. And, and I think it's going to be interesting as we get closer to the draft that Golden State's in a unique opportunity because. They've been the favorite to win the past, you know, probably three or four years before last year. You know, they've played a lot more games than everybody. And I think you don't see a team like that go from championship level contender to bottom tier team to back to championship level contender. So that two pick is going to be valuable. And I think as we talk about, you know, their direction, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. But good job, guys. And we're going to transition to our question of the week, sponsored by none other than Manscaped. And support for the Triple Play Fantasy Show comes from none other than Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. 
Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. That's why this revolutionary company has designed the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty, like Kyrie's handles. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not on your balls? And yes, they stink, just like Paul George in the playoffs. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean, according to my girlfriend. We already know that you're not going to social distance this winter and go to white elephant parties, so at least bring some Manscaped products. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIPLEPLAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% with free shipping at manscaped.com. 20% is Paul George's playoff shooting percentage. So clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. So our question of the week, what is your favorite sneaker of all time? And sneaker heads, I know that you probably have a bunch in your closet. There's that one that sticks out. You wear, you feel like you're on top of the world. Drew's shaking his head. He got a little Mm -hmm. smile. You're the guest. What's yours? Man, I'd go, um, I'm going to go two categories here. I'm going to go one basketball shoes and and one just everyday shoes. I'd I'd go for basketball shoes, the Air Jordan Cement 3s. Okay. Um, Think classic white, white colorway, black colorway, whichever way you want it. It works for for kind of like everyday sneakers um the sean witherspoon air maxes i think are one of the greatest shoes ever made so those 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 are two of my top ones ever uh i'm gonna google sean witherspoon air maxes after this show i i i have to be honest as a host i don't know what that is those cement threes though fire so brad let me hear yours i've never been a sneakerhead, but i dabbled a little bit in my freshman year of high school and I've always loved the bulky shoes, so I'm going to – my bad, the Bo Jacksons. Okay. The Bo Jacksons. Yeah. You know, you played two sports, and one wasn't basketball. So way to not fit in with the podcast and be a rebel, Brad. All right, Coach <laughs> Lewis, I, sa- I saved you for last before me because I knew you'd give me some heat. Let me hear. Well, <laughs> this uh, we could have a whole pot on this one. Uh I got I got over a hundred pairs of shoes. Uh, I'm not, not proud of that, but I'm kind of proud of that. Uh, I got I got over sixty Lebrons, but when I was in high school, I was super Jordan head, so I had all the Jordans. I got every single number of Lebrons, one through eighteen, at this time. Uh, the shoe that I think of though, when I'm thinking about an everyday shoe, a shoe that I'm gonna take. It's naked and afraid. I got one pair of shoes that, that I got. I need these. It's either gonna be the foam posits or the Jordan ones. Uh, I love the Jordan ones. Uh, they're the, as much classic as you can get. You can go to any crowd, and you you won't get talked about. Your shoes will will fit in with anyone in the foams. They just last a lifetime. So they're they're unbeatable. Uh, as far as Jordans, I love the 11s, threes, as mentioned, and the eights. And for LeBrons, my favorite LeBrons are the threes, nines, tens, and sixteens. But I'm taking. The foam posits or the Jordan ones all day, every day. Air Maxes, Air Max 270s. Shout out, love those as well. But I can go all day on those. Wow, James. So you can't pick one. It sounds like it. You have multiple. absolutely you, not. You can't. You don't have a favorite child. Good job. I mean, definitely some variety in there. For me, it's the Bread Elevens, and I know that's a classic answer, but I actually have a pair. They're dead stock, and I just break them out sometimes. I look at that red, white, and black. And you put them back in the box. And I put them back in the box. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, these shoes are sexy. And I might wear them one day, but I just love the color. When people ask how much money I spent and they gasp at first, and then they see the shoe and they're like, wow, that's really nice. So um, that's something where, you know, I think if you follow basketball, you likely follow shoes as well. So um, good choices, everyone. Hey, Mindy, I will, I will say the 11s, those are the most stand standout shoes. If you're going to make yeah. a the Space Jams, the Gamut, whatever colorway in the grays. The 11s are nice, and ones are too. I mean, any Jordan shoe is a classic. So, guys, we're going to transition to our game of the week. I want to see if you've been following these guys in college, if, you're, if you've been bandwagoning. So 
So I have ten. I have ten players here. Some are current. Some are former. So you can get two points. You're going to get the first point if you can tell me what college they went to, and you're going to get a second point if you can guess how many years they were there. So if you only get the amount of years but the wrong college, you don't get any points. You can only earn that second point by getting the first. So twenty total max. Uh, any questions, guys? Yeah. Uh, can we have a repeat college? Like once uh, Brad says the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. college, can, I'm like, oh, you, I, yeah. That's no, a- you can, I mean, there's only going to be one right answer. So if you think the person has the right answer, by all means, choose that. Don't try to switch your answer just to be different. Also, are we going around or is it like a one, I'll, two, three? I'll do, it's going to do Brad, James, Andrew, and then we're going to rotate. So then James, you'll start with the next. All right. So, Brad, we're starting with you. And the first is Meta World Peace. Where did he go, and for how many years? And and I will say, nobody went to high school, so don't think of a trick. Don't think it's a trick question. This is tough. This is tough. I just watched a uh, Meta World Peace documentary recently, and I'm blanking on where he went to college. Uh, I want to say St. John's. I know he's a New York guy, and I'll say St. John's. Um, three years. Okay, James. He, he, he's a New York kid, I, I guess St. John's. Yeah, no, he, he went. He went to, to St. John's, and just because Brad hit three, I hit. I'll, I'll say two years. Although I think Brad's right with the three years. And Drew, I'm just gonna go with St. John's because I couldn't tell you somewhere else. <laughs> um, and to differ, I'll, I'll say I'll say he went there. Do I want to go one or four? I'll go. I'll go four. All right, well, he did go to St. John, so you all get that point. And he was there for two years, so James gets two. So he never the first. The next. New York born. The next, and we talked about him on this show, John Collins. And, James, we are starting with you. Um, John Collins went to um, – I'm, well, I'm going back and forth with two, between two schools that I, I, I know the difference, but I'm going to go Wake Forest. He, uh, he went two years to Wake Forest. All right, Brad? I'm going to go Wake Forest three years. I'm sorry. It was supposed to be Drew. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll have yours. You said Wake Forest three? I'll go Wake Forest one. I know you went to Wake Forest. Um, no, I'll go one year. Can All I- right, well – Another two for James, as he did go to Wake Forest, and it was for two years. So the other team I was thinking about is Georgia Tech because the colors they get me. Yeah. I don't know what it is about those two schools. I know it's same with me. It's same with me. So James has four, and, and the other two have two. And Drew, we're starting with you for this. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. Man, just came to me I, like lightning. I pass, truly, Andrew. Pass. Give yourself yeah, a zero. I'm have to pass. I don't even. Uh, I have no idea where. Where? Let me get an answer. Let me get an answer. Let me get an answer. Uh, Tennessee. I don't know. Tennessee, four years. All right, Brad. We're going to you next. I'm gonna go Texas for four years. All right, and James. Texas, one year. Wow, James's money again. He did go to Texas for one year. So <laughs> two for James, one for Brad, and zero for Joe on that round. And all right, well, um, Brad, you're starting first, and it's going to be Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. All right, number zero. He plays for Philly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, filibuster until it comes to me. Uh, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. I have no idea. Is he UCLA? I'm going to go UCLA one year. All right, James. Um, I'm embarrassed. I don't know where Josh Richardson went either. I, I mean, you're, you're perfect so far, so you're allowed to not know everyone. I tried to pick some <laughs> Let me get uh, All right. All right, Josh. I feel like Josh Richardson would have went to a weird-ass school. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – <laughs> um, Let's go Florida two, two years. All right, and Drew. 
I actually know where he went to school as a Miami Heat fan. I know he went to Tennessee. Um, and mm. I'm going to say – I'm going to go with with three years. All right. Well, Drew gets one point as he did go to Tennessee. When you said Tennessee for Avery Bradley, I was like, wow. If he guesses that <laughs> one day before. Um, but he was there for all four years. So props okay. to you, Josh. Okay. All right. Next, we have Thomas Bryant and James. We're starting with you. Uh, Thomas Bryant went to Indiana, um, and he was there for. He went to Indiana for one year. Okay, Drew. Um, Indiana. I'm gonna say. Let me. I'll say two years. Okay, and Brad. I'm going to say Indiana for one year. He went to Indiana for two years, so another two-pointer for Drew. He's making a little comeback here. It's not fair. That was my Indiana. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> hey, that's, that's why we're rotating. That's why we're rotating. And I thought, too. And I thought, too, so hard. Uh, All right. Next, next one we're going. Jonathan Isaac. And, Drew, we're starting with you first. Jonathan Isaac. He went to Florida State, maybe. I'm just gonna go Florida State. I don't know why that's what's popping in my head. It, it all it feels right, but it also feels wrong. Oh and yeah, guilty pleasure, baby. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say one year. Okay, Brad. I'm gonna go Florida State for one year. Okay. And James? Without a doubt, he went to Florida State for one year. All right. Y'all are right. He did go to Florida State for one year. Good job. Everybody gets two on that. All right. We're at question seven. And we're starting with you, Brad. Aaron Baines. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I have no idea where Aaron Baines went to college. Um Undersized guy. Who likes undersized centers? Uh, I'm going to go, I don't know. I'm going to go like Arizona. And how many? For for four years. Okay. James? Uh, he went to Australia. <laughs> or, uh, no, uh, I'm going to go St. Mary's for three. And Drew? Another one I have no idea. I'm going to throw out Purdue Oh, for three. I don't know. All right. Well, interesting guesses, and I guess <laughs> that's where you think uh, pasty white guys may play. He played, at Washington. he played at Washington State for four years. So okay. Not, Clay Thompson isn't only the, uh, the only alumni in the NBA. Um, Definitely a four-year right. guy. I've been slacking on my 2K play. So <laughs> – only reason I'll notice. With three questions left, James is in the lead with nine, Drew in second with seven, and Brad with six. Anybody's game. And James, we're starting with you, Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso went to Texas A&M, and he played there for three seasons. All right, Drew? We'll go to Texas A&M, four seasons. Okay. And Brad? I'm going to go A&M for four. All right. Well, it was A&M for four. Another guy that stays the entire time. So James losing his lead a little bit. Drew is down by one. Brad is down by two. We have two. I will say on the times that I went first, I did get the I did get the college correct. Hey, that is why we rotate, my man. Everybody's got an equal shot. <laughs> the next one, and Drew, we're starting with you, Kyle Anderson. Oh, Anderson. I'm going to go, I'll say, I'm just going to go Arizona, uh, three years. Okay. Brad? Kyle Anderson. He, I'm going to go UCLA for one. Okay. And James? Slow-mo. Went UCLA for two years. And James getting back in the game. He did go to UCLA for two years. So Brad has nine. 
It was he, one of those decisions he could have came oh. out, showed a little bit more in that second year. but And Drew has nine, so there is no way that any of them can come back. But here's going to be our last one for fun. Brad, we're starting with you. Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. I, I know this. It's something weird, I feel like. I feel like he went to, like, Temple or something, but I might be just doing that because it's Philly. Um, Thaddeus Young. I don't know. I'm going to go Temple for one year. Okay. James? Uh, he went to Georgia Tech for two seasons. Okay. That's, yeah. And Drew? Oh, my bad. He, he seems confident. <laughs> Georgia Tech, two seasons. <laughs> All right, well, he was talking about where he went to school. As soon as he said Georgia Tech, I was like, oh, yeah, it was Georgia Tech. Yeah, and he went to Georgia Tech, but only for one season, though, so one point. So with 13 out of 20, general manager Coach Lewis getting his second dub tying me, but that lower winning percentage. 15 seconds of of FaceTime is yours, my man. Go ahead and plug something away. Oh, man. Uh, I could play that college game all day. Uh, I, I got to thank uh, NBA 2K for sharp me up with uh, years of experience and college uh, nationality. Um, also, um, for Wizards fans, I know we have a lot of Wizards fans. I often call uh, Brad Kilgore uh, Bradley Potter in my side time because of how big of a, a, a Wizards fan he is. Um, we just really hope that John Wall comes back to his regular self and we can actually enjoy watching basketball in this area. That's my take this week. Yeah, and as Wizards fans, I think we did a good job dissecting it. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Andrew, coming on. If you want to follow him, you can look at him on Instagram. It's Andrew underscore underscore PTT. He also has his own company called Pass the Torch. Andrew, do you just want to plug that real quick? Yeah, yeah. So uh, me, me and a few of my homies um, passed the torch, um, just trying to promote um, a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. We all follow. It's a group of, you know, me and three of my close friends all follow a plant based diet and just trying to normalize that and, and show it in a positive light. Um, you know, you, you can do that. It's, it's good for a lot of different people. Um, and it, it's not as hard as you may think or or even just throwing throwing a meal in here and there. It makes a huge difference. Um for a lot of different parties. So, so yeah, that's what I got. And uh, Giannis, I'll see you in my, in a Miami heat uniform, 2021. And uh, if you want to follow that, it's underscore past the torch on Instagram. E Mendy with Brad, general manager, Lewis, Andrew saying goodbye, everyone. We will see you next week as we dive in for some draft preview.